This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. There we go. There's the Longhorn Notebook, and it is brought to you by Erin Bowersock, the home loan expert, your Longhorn lender. She does a great job in getting you set up for that home loan approval. She did that for me and Linda, and also she'll continue to monitor even after your home loan is approved and you make the purchase of your home, the value of your home as well. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com, B-O-W-E-R. S-O-C-K, BowersockTeam.com. All right, so get over to Horns 24-7. I would encourage you to do that. Uh, Mike Roach has a really good morning column up this morning, uh, kind of going through some of his, some more of his thoughts on Jamal Finner, the uh, now former LBJ coach. Officially last night, what was that, Craig, about 6 o'clock, I think, uh, Texas put out the release that he's officially been named. That's correct. The director of high school relations. Uh, Mike has some really good nuggets in there in addition to his thoughts on Jamal Finner. Uh, maybe an assistant director of high school relations, perhaps with ties to the Houston area. Uh, going to be joining Sark staff. Some thoughts on the special assistant to the head coach that's working with Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson's still on staff. He was at Junior Day on Saturday. Yep. So for the time being, he's still around. Uh, and, and Mike has some other thoughts there. Nothing new to report on the wide receivers coach as of right now, so just want to get that out there. I wanted to talk about some roster, kind of roster management stuff, Craig. There's a couple of things that have really jumped out to me uh, as we go further along in this offseason. One is when I look at the 2021 recruiting class, that class has fascinated me because that was the class that during the pandemic they couldn't visit anywhere. So a lot of those guys signed with schools sight unseen, or maybe they had been there once or whatever the case was. And if you look at every program in the country, I think you're going to see a lot of attrition come out of that 2021 class. That's where the bulk of it is coming. And Texas has had their fair share uh, of the 22 high school enrollees, high school signees who enrolled from that class. Uh, there are nine who are no longer with the program. But that might sound like a lot, but listen to who's still in the program from that class. Craig, you tell okay. me how significant these guys are as players. Jatavian Sanders, Xavier Worthy, Jaden Alexis, who's been injured pretty much the entire time he's been on campus, Jonathan Brooks, Maurice Blackwell, Byron Murphy, Hayden Connor, Juan Davis, Gunnar Helm, Baron Sorrell, Casey Kane, Charles Wright, and Max Merrill. Most of the guys I named are either starters or mm-hmm. guys that are in a rotation where you would consider them starters. Or have had to overcome injuries. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much other than other than Max Merrill, Charles Wright, and Jaden Alexis because of the injuries, everybody else has already contributed significantly in that class. I know Juan Davis didn't play much this year because Jatavian Sanders kind of took that step as a tight end. Uh, but Texas, actually, the numbers are a little insane. It's like, wow, man, of 20, 22 high school enrollees, you got nine that are out of the program. But the, the 13 that are left, you can say 10 of the 13 are, are really highly productive players, pretty much make up the ta- a big chunk of the talent core of your roster. Something else I wanted to look at, I mentioned this a while back, but let's run down the guys at Texas that have transferred out of the program like how many have ended up at Power 5 schools? Okay. Hudson Card to Purdue. Jameer Johnson at Indiana. Troy O'Meary at Arizona State. Andre Carrick at Tennessee. Prince Dorba, Arizona State. Devin Richardson, Washington State. 
Junior Angulao has ended up at uh, at Oregon. So that's seven transfers that have left your program that ended up at Power 5 schools. The other guys who haven't, Logan Parr's at SMU, DJ Harris is at South Florida. So guys that are still there in the American, so they're on probably the top end of nine of your guys that have transferred out have either ended up at the upper tier of G5 schools or in the Power 5 still. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, would say something about talent development. I think it does, yeah. And, I mean, for a Prince Dorba and a DJ Harris, it was a matter of, look. Numbers. You guys had gotten passed up by Ethan Burke and Justice Finkley and Jamon Tapp and some of those other young guys. And with the Colton Vossett coming in and the more, the talent that you continue to bring in at those edge, those edge spots, man, if it comes down to the fact if you want to play, you got to go somewhere else. Um, just looking at some of the other numbers, Craig, on this roster, you, you know how we've talked a lot about the uh, the offensive line and the depth there, just the numbers there. Sark has Correct. talked about them not being ideally where he wanted. Two positions on offense really stand out from that standpoint, wide receiver and the offensive line. But wide receiver, you've got 12 wide receivers, or, I'm sorry, 12 offensive linemen returning from last year, and that's including Cole Hudson and Connor Robertson, who both had offseason surgery, not expected to be a part of spring ball. But of your enrollees, so let's say that means you've got 10 healthy for spring ball, then you throw in Connor Stroh, Peyton Kirkland, Andre Kojo, and Jane Chapman. You've got 14 healthy scholarship linemen available for spring ball. Craig, I can't remember the last time the number was that high for spring ball. So when Hudson and Robertson get healthy, you'll have 16 scholarship offensive linemen. Now, post-spring, are you probably going to have somebody transfer out or guys decide to move on from football or whatever the case is? Most likely, yeah. But that number, to have 14 able bodies on your offensive line for spring ball, now you're getting somewhere with your depth. If you've got too deep at 12 right there uh, on your offense, because when this coaching staff came in, they had seven maybe? I think that for the start, yeah, I think the seven? spring that's seven. Yeah, yeah seven uh, in that spring of 21. So, you know, that's a step forward. That's a, a step for the progress that you're talking about there that that might otherwise go unnoticed, especially as folks zero in and understandably so on the talent level and the skill position. And at the wide receiver position, Sark talked about from the time he got the job, the numbers really weren't ideally where you wanted them. With Craig, with Jonte Cook enrolling early, DeAndre Moore enrolling early, and you've got AD Mitchell on campus for the spring, you've got ten scholarship wide receivers yeah. on campus this spring. And we talked about the need at that position. And I want to get more into the wide receiver position. It feels like I've talked about that position for like a week and a half straight. But yeah, right. You want competition at that position. If guys transfer out, it's got to be like where you've gone at some other positions where guys are like, hey, if I want to play, I'm just going to have to go somewhere else mm-hmm. because these guys. And I think I feel like Sark and his staff have had honest conversations with guys about where they stand. Like, no, you can stick it out a little longer or, yeah, maybe we need to help you find somewhere else to go or whatever the case is. I, I think most coaches at Texas have, that, that I've dealt with have been really good about that, telling guys, hey, you probably need to find somewhere else to play. And if you want to go somewhere else, we'll help you find somewhere mm-hmm. to go or whatever the case is so and there's a little more movement now in the portal but yeah 14 scholarship offensive linemen 10 scholarship wide receivers that are going to be going through spring practice that's a definite progression step for this program to have the depth because we said you know how many times have we talked about stacking recruiting classes stacking yeah. signing classes uh yeah you, you do have to do that sark talks about it you, you got to stack the classes okay so you do that then you develop them and make sure you've got the depth at those critical spots. You want depth at every spot, but mm-hmm. to, to have that 
makes a big difference. We had a texter ask about the defensive line. Interior D-line, you've got nine scholarship interior defensive linemen on campus for spring, five guys out on the edge. That's with Colton Vosick and rolling early. Wow. So there you go. And most, that's Craig, that might be the position that I'm most intrigued with. We, we just talked about O-line and wide receiver. But as we get closer to spring, edge I think is the position I'm most intrigued with because other than Baron Sorrell, who at this point you'd consider him a proven commodity, Justice Finkley, Ethan Burke, Jamon Tapp, and even throw Colton Vosick in there, you're going to have to have two of those guys really step up and be starting caliber players. Which two of those four is it going to be? 